Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Art of Decluttering podcast. I am Kirsty Ferugia. And I am Amy Ravel. We are your hosts for this podcast. This is episode like 300 and a million. Um, (laughs) If you are new, welcome. We are two professional organisers and business owners who run Australia's largest professional organising and decluttering business. Um, We are in multiple states around Australia. We love bringing you courses and declutter challenges. And today you have chosen to tune into our podcast. So welcome. Mm. Welcome. This today we are talking about how to organize a few areas. Um, we've had requests over the last couple of years, and they could be their whole entire episode, but probably not going to be that long in and of themselves. So we thought we'd bunch a few together and see how many we get through today, and um, yeah, give you just some hot tips on each area. Yeah, sometimes when we put a podcast request out, we get some really niched ones. And so we're like, oh, we don't, there may not be enough for a whole episode. So that's what today is. It's putting together the how to organize dot, 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 these (laughs) following things. (laughs) We wanted to start off with some general principles. So here are a few. (laughs) Keeping like with like, um, that often helps. Um, You need to think about how do I need to access an item and how often do I need to access it? Uh, Often labeling and using clear containers uh, is a really good storage option so you can easily and quickly see what's in there. And then Amy, do you want to explain the two move rule? Yes, the two move rule is you should be able to grab with one hand remove something and then your other hand can grab the thing that you need so if you're having to take things out and pile them up in order to get to something at the back we would recommend no more than two moves to get to the item that you want so those general principles are a lot about containerizing and thinking about how am I going to use it 
and then putting it in containers, labeling it so you can easily find it. So the topics are not related, but we're going to go through one at a time. And the first one is requested by Donna Sedgman, and it's about excess materials. So excess building materials, excess food materials, excess in your home of things that you think you're probably going to consume or use. But at the moment, it's excess. It's not something you need to be accessing straight away. This happens all the time with renovations. You might be, you know, renovating a house yourself um, and you've bought lots and you're waiting to get to that um, room or that Mm -hmm. space to do it. Uh, What do you do with all of that stuff? Um, And then what do you do on the flip side when you have done that room or space and you, you know, you want to keep, you want to keep extra tiles just in case something breaks. So want to just dig into that like how do you need to access it and how often do you need to access Mm -hmm. it and then thinking about um prime real estate in your home (laughs) yeah because if you've got a box of tiles for a laundry that doesn't need any more tiles you don't need to keep those tiles in the laundry you could put them in the garage in the shed under the house Um, one of the things that I often encourage people when they've got those tiles and we've done it in our house is you don't even need to keep them inside because tiles, as long as they're not getting wet all the time and it being ruined, when you need one, you just pull it out of the box and clean it. Like, yes, it's dusty. Yes, it might have spider's webs, but that's okay. You don't need to keep things like that. Like some building materials are totally okay to be stored, you know, under that little corner doorway under the house. <laughs> that's, that's totally okay. Or you might like to keep just a couple in the laundry and everything else elsewhere. Yeah. And it is, it's just really recognizing when do you need to access it and how often is that, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So if you're breaking something every other week, then yeah, maybe you do need it in quick access. If you're, you know, not going to replace the shower tile until three or four of them are broken off. <laughs> then they can definitely go under the house or in the shed. And there are some things that people buy that are excess um, that are consumable. So it might be that you buy nappies in excess or that you buy, you know, a medical device or parts of medical things in excess or that you buy school notebooks in excess or cleaning products. And so when you're dealing with those, one of the words that our American friends like to use is backstock. Um, If you've watched shows like The Home Edit, that you'll hear that backstock. And so it is really helpful to have the back stock, um, have it somewhere where you can see it, where it makes sense, because otherwise what you'll tend to do is when you run out of something, you'll forget that you've got all that back stock and so then you'll go buy more. So even if it just means that it's in the laundry in clear containers and it just says cleaning and you get in the habit of when a particular item runs out, you go into the laundry, have a look in cleaning and see if you've got something there having a designated space for it rather than oh, a little bit of the excess goes under the laundry sink, a little bit in the bathroom, a little bit in the shed, a little bit in the garage. Try and find a place where you can do that back stock or your spares, um, even if it's just cans of food. Having it in the same place will make a really big difference to actually using it. Yeah, and I think it comes back to habits again, habits and thinking about the prime real estate of your home. So in habits, it is getting into that habit of checking the spares cupboard or the backstock mm. place um, and getting into that habit um, 
because if you don't get into that habit, as you said, Amy, and you go out and just buy more, then you're adding to the problem. And that that's when people are much more uh, likely just to use their prime real estate and have all of their food in their pantry that's built for you know, a family of five, mm. but you're stocking it as if you're a family of 27. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and that's when it becomes frustrating. Um, but that's why we, we always challenge you to look at the habits and see if there's any way that you can change your habits, um, change your practices around things so that you don't need to keep everything in the pantry. Mm. Um but you also remember to go look in the laundry or the spare space before you head out to Costco and do another bulk buy. (laughs) (laughs) So our family don't keep back stock or spares of very many things at all, um, mainly because we just don't have the space. We don't have a house with lots of storage, which many of you know. So a couple of the things that we do keep in spare is I have a little tiny container under my bathroom sink And I tend to keep one extra of my deodorant, of my shampoo, conditioner and hair product. So there tends to be like four or five things in there, but I only have one extra rather than buying it in bulk because I literally don't have the space. Um, Another thing that we buy and we have back stock for is we buy Who Gives a Crap Toilet Paper. And so it's a subscription-based toilet paper and it's great because it aligns with our values as a family. So it goes back to providing toilets um, for people who don't have access to them. However, it's quite a big box and we don't have anywhere to store it. So the box actually lives in our bedroom until we're down low enough that all of the toilet rolls fit in the bathrooms. And it's ugly and it's annoying, but it's the only thing in our family that we buy in bulk that we actually don't really have the space for. But if anyone can think of an option in my house of where I could store it, please let me know. We do the same. Like we've only got one of extra things. Like Mm -hmm. we don't have, we don't buy bulk buy. Yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that we need to consider is do we actually need all the excess? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if it comes back to, let's go back to excess material for Renaults. Like, okay, do you need 50 sheets of mosaics to reline a small space Mm. um so you know if you're going to renovate the bathroom again in another 15 years are you going to use the same tiles or are you going to fully renovate and get and even if you use the same tiles is there any harm in selling them now and repurchasing them when you need them well and even because usually you've only got like a little bit extra and so you probably couldn't do the whole bathroom in that tile Mm. anyway and so then you'd have to even if you bought the same tile that'd be a different you know different stock and so slightly different color potentially Mm -hmm. so just just really question do you how much of the excess do you need like or can you go into who gives gives a crap toilet paper subscription with your neighbors so that you're only going through half the box and you go through it quicker but you're not having to store it Mm -hmm. in your house you can just offload them to your neighbor's house (laughs) yeah and Kirst one of the areas that's interesting is um, for business owners so I have excess stock 
in my office for our professional organisers. So when someone becomes a professional organiser with us, they get a kit um, and the kit has all types of goodies and supplies in it so that they can go and serve the clients well. And my house is where we store that. So what I've actually done is created some drawers and set aside drawers that are for that stock. And even though I could purchase higher numbers of stock, like I could go and purchase 50 screwdrivers and 50 measuring tapes and, you know, I could go high, I actually buy them in like six at a time because I've got a designated space. And so what that does is it just puts that natural boundary. And we talk about that a lot with containers, but when it comes to your spares and your excess, allow yourself to be guided by whatever storage space you actually have, because otherwise you're just creating more clutter. And that's that's kind of counterproductive to trying to be organized in the area of excess materials. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah. Okay, we're moving on to... Tradey utes, tools, work supplies. Haha, <laughs> you just talked about that. And farm <laughs> supplies. And this is requested by um, our now team member, Jess Gim. <laughs> so, again, we suggest storing like with like um, so that you know that all of the same tools or all the same, like, you know, Amy's just spoken about, she has all of the garbage bags in the one container rather than having them spread across five different containers. Um, yep. And the next thing to think about is how frequently does it need to be accessed? Cause that will help you determine where it should be stored, either in your ute or your toolbox or your office <laughs> or in the farming shed. Um, and check how many multiples or duplicates you do have. Mm-hmm. Um, there's You've only got two hands and so you can only use two things at the one time. And, and even then that's impressive. Yeah, I was just thinking <laughs> about doing... Unless you're Edward Scissorhands I with know, a screwdriver. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So just thinking about, you know, because some I know a lot of tradies, you know, they'll buy stuff from Bunnings because they see it on sale and just in case I leave it at a client's home. Mm-hmm. But what if you do leave it at a client's home? Can you go back to the client and pick it up from the client <laughs> or yeah. pick it up? You know, I think it's just you just got to be really careful about how much of one particular item is too much. And I think when it comes to that farming and rural and regional properties, there's often large sheds. Like we've got clients that have eight car sheds or 16 car sheds because they're keeping tractors, they're keeping boats, they're keeping all types of things in there. And those spaces, even though they're large, can get really disorganised because you can't find, like you might have, you know, a particular type of tractor that ends up with bits and pieces and you've taken one apart and you're using it for spare parts, but have a designated space. So even if that is just a really heavy duty tub or crate, or um, you know how you can buy those steel containers that close quite well, even if it's just one of those, having it together so that you can access it is going to save you time, is going to save you money, um, and it's going to help those spaces just look more organised. And so when you do have something where you're like, oh, I wonder if I could use this, you know where it goes. Like we've got a container that's loose screws and nuts and bolts and nails. And it doesn't matter that everything in there is messy because it's all together. Mm. And I think that's important. Kirst, I want us to jump down the list a little bit mm-hmm. and go down to swimming pool mess. Mm-hmm. Some of the, because I went, I definitely know we're not going to get through all of these in this episode. But if we jump down to swimming pool mess, I think that kind of goes with our outdoor themey type of thing Mm -hmm. sure this is requested by Karina Hilton so thank you lovely Karina okay Amy do you have a pool no but (laughs) Kirsty do you have a pool Um, we have a shell of a pool we have no water (laughs) or plumbing or electricity connect or fences (laughs) around the pool by the time this podcast drops will any of that have changed Mm. I feel like it's moving fast no may or may not okay see <laughs> but this will be helpful would, for future Kirsty. yeah and it will definitely be definitely be ready by spring excellent yeah so some of the things you want to think about Kirst, uh both what is outside when it comes to a pool and what you need to keep inside when it comes to a pool so let's talk about that mm-hmm. great towels <laughs> they in our house they live in, very close to the back door laundry um, they live, we've got a um, linen cupboard right next to the laundry. So our towels will be kept in there. But what are you going to do with the towels when people are out swimming? Is there going to be somewhere that there's hooks that people can hang their towel up on or are they just going to all hang over the pool fence and drive Simon crazy? Mm, probably hang over the pool fence. Okay, yep. But I think I think he's already speaking about putting some hooks up on the side of the shed. Excellent. So that yep. they can hang up there. The That's problem a great with idea. where it is is that they'll be invisible from inside the house. So then when the summer <laughs> rains come and kids have just not brought them into the house because yep. they've sunbaked out there and dried off and don't need a pool towel to come inside. Mm-hmm. That the summer rains will come and wet the towels again. Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> That'll probably happen if they're left on the pool fence anyway because if you're not looking for it, the rains will come you're like, ah, I wasn't quite quick enough. 
Yeah, hopefully we have a our clothesline back up, and so if the rains come, oh yeah, because at the moment we've got indoor laundry <laughs> happening, and I'm yes. really really looking forward to hanging clothes. <laughs> I outside can only again. imagine, yeah, because yeah. you guys are really good at hanging your clothes outside all year, really. Yes, we are. Yeah. There's lots of other things that, so the towels are inside outside, but you're going to have things like pool noodles or boards or water guns, toys, diving sticks, like all of those types of things that are fun to play with in the pool. Mm -hmm. But you may not want them just to be all hanging around willy nilly. You might want to actually tidy them up at the end of a day of swimming in the pool. Um, Not just from a, it looks nicer perspective, but also from a, it will save the life of them because as soon as you start to get UV damage on any of that stuff, it's going to become brittle and not last as long. Yep. So there's lots of containers that can be put outside near the pool as Mm. long as they're not a climbing hazard. Yes, (laughs) very important. Help kids to climb in or out of the fenced area. Mm -hmm. Um, But yes, there's definitely, you know, boxes, um, UV protected boxes that you can buy that can go near the pool so that you can really quickly, easily access all the pool material, all the pool fun toys. Um, You can have mesh bags that hang up that can be put on the hooks where the towels are. Yeah, because you can put them in wet. Yeah. I really like that. Yeah. Um, You can... Yeah, there's, you know, you could have containers in the shed, for instance, mm-hmm. near our hat in our pool area. The shed is in within the fencing area, and so we that's definitely where we're going to be hanging out or like putting all of our pool paraphernalia around. Mm-hmm. I would even suggest for people that have that curse where you do have storage near the pool is that you have additional sunscreen or you might even have additional hats and goggles that are not necessarily used for a pool trip or swimming lessons, but they're out there and they're really easily accessible and there's kind of no barrier to, oh, we forgot the sunscreen, doesn't matter, it's late in the day, and then you end up with fried children. (laughs) Yep. Yeah, you just want to check them regularly if, you know, for instance, if they are in the shed in Western Sydney and the shed regularly gets to 40 degrees mm. <laughs> during summer. Yeah, and, and with all of that stuff, like you want to just be checking it so that it is still in good nick um, rather than wasting your breath literally blowing up things only <laughs> to find <laughs> That they've got holes in them. <laughs> so we don't have a pool, but we do have a box at our front door. So we've got some storage that we've put in. Um, and one of the boxes is pool things. So we've got two blow-up pool rings, the kids' goggles go in there, any of the diving sticks go in there. Yep. And so, like, Cal's parents have a pool and there's a pool next door to my sister's house. And so it's so easy, even as a non-pool owner, if we're going to the beach, anything, it's like that's it, the one place people have to look. Yep. So you don't have to have a pool in order to have your pool things more organised and easier on hand. Yeah. Okay. I know we've been outside. Let's quickly, quickly go to gardening. Yes. <laughs> and then that's where we're going to finish for the day. Okay. Excellent. Um, I love doing gardening sheds when we're decluttering and organising because it's quite easy to categorise. And I think people often think, oh, I'll use a clear plastic container in the house. But when it comes to the shed or the garage, they use a cardboard box or they use like old boxes that you can't see through. 
actually having storage that's clear and easy to use for gardening stuff is so good. Um, you know, you might find that if you've got an inbuilt sprinkler system, you might have just one that says irrigation and everything that you need for watering is in one box. Like it, I love doing sheds and gardening hmm. stuff because hmm. it's, it's so utilitarian. What's the word? Not utilitarian. Is it that the word? Yeah, that is the word. Yeah, utilitarian. It's it's all about function. Yeah. So good. And we've done this in, we spoke about it in our garage and shed episode about borrowing items. So, you know, do you need to have a lawnmower if you've got a tiny space that needs mowing? Like, mm. could you just borrow your neighbours once every two weeks or could you hire somebody to come in every month or two like to do that gardening for you so make use making use of vertical space is also really really good yeah hang stuff hang stuff hang stuff Mm. and also think about what is aspirational clutter when it comes to gardening Mm. are you really a hedge trimmer do you really need 15 pots if you're going to propagate like Aspirational clutter is not just inside the house. I think gardening can well and truly fall into that category. Yeah. Um, Belinda, who puts our show notes together, is amazing. And she has suggested using one of those art trolleys as a moving, movable potting station. That's what I have. Yay. That, and, do you remember that trolley that I bought yeah. for my desk? That, that's now my potting trolley. Okay. And I love it. Yeah, and I know that you can also buy um, those containers like at Bunnings for cleaning where it has like different, um, like yeah, you know, a handle caddy. in the middle and, yeah, the caddy. Yeah. And that can also be really good if you don't do, don't do, again, like how many, you know, trowels do you need? How many spades do you need? How many, you know, gloves do you need? So if you just have you know, one of each or, you know, say the kids get out and help you. Again, how long do the kids stay out and help you for? (laughs) (laughs) Two minutes? Or is that just my children? (laughs) No, that's all of them. Yeah. So, um, you know, maybe you could give up your gloves and your trowel for the two minutes that they decide to stay out there with you. (laughs) That's a perfect idea. Yeah. Well, I hope that's, it's been a quick one. Yes. But I hope it's been helpful and we're going to come back. We've got some more of those mini topics to cover. So we might come back to those next week, Kirst. What do you think? I think that's a great idea. We'll see you all then. Jump over into our Facebook group, the Art of Decluttering Community. Um, Ask your questions, post some ideas. Let us know if there's something you want us to cover in the next episode. And we'll see you next week. Well, can we quickly do the review? Oh, please do. Okay, this is from Nashville Needs You on Apple Podcasts from the US, obviously, Um, and it was left late last year. It says, I really needed this episode. I love to-do lists, and now I have more ideas to make my way of getting things checked off my to-do list complete. You girls are so awesome. Thank you for these life-changing four years. From Kelly in Nashville. So Four years, Kelly. It's a good journey to be on with us. Yeah, now we're up to five, so hope you're still with us. (laughs) I'm sure she is. <laughs> Hope you all have a lovely week and we can't wait to be back with in with you in your ears next week. Awesome. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us. If you've learned something awesome today, we'd love you to leave us a review on iTunes or Facebook so others can find our podcast too. Don't forget you can see the show notes in your podcast app. 
or over at our website, artofdecluttering.com.au. So if there's anything you want more info on, check it out there. If you'd like to join our supporter community, you can do so over at patreon.com slash decluttering. We hope you have a great rest of your day and enjoy the freedom. We acknowledge the traditional owners of country throughout Australia and recognise their continuing connection to land, waters and culture. We pay our respects to their elders past, present and emerging. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.